is my first show. This is the playground um, featuring me, as you can see. There's a sign. Oh, Ellen. And as my first guest, I'm truly honored to have Philip Ingram. We go way, way, way back. As a matter of fact, the name of the, one, of the, one of the projects that we have is 40 Years and Counting. By now, it should probably be 50 Years and Counting, right? <laughs> Not quite. Let me see. 45 Years and Counting? Just about. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's just leave it at 40 years. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're right. I got I to gotta tell our guests, when I first met Philip, this is like when we were in our early teens. And I remember our, our, uh, our first meeting together. I was 15. Yep. And I think I was 17. You were 17. Like yep, 17 years old. And I'd gone to that, uh, my first audition. I just learned how to play trombone. I thought I was getting pretty good at it. So good enough to at least make an audition. And met this guy here and... At 15 years old, singing the way that he did blew me away. And I thought, man, if I can get in this band, I'm in. I'm, I, it's, it's over. And I, even then, I kind of doubted, okay, what can I bring to this that, that you know, it's, 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 it's phenomenal the way it was. So, can, I tell, can I tell my Again, again I'm, honored, I'm, I'm honored that you're my first guest. This was just natural. I, I couldn't do this without Philip. To start. Oh, thanks. So can thank I, you. Can I tell my side of the, uh, Absolutely. the first time we met? <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> uh, we were at... Ike, I, uh, Ike Allen, he was our drummer, and he was kind of like the uh, the leader of the band and everything, kind of mm -hmm. manager. And we were uh, rehearsing at his nephew's home. He had a nephew yep. named Harold. And so Eddie looks, I mean, you, you can see Eddie still looks like he's a teenager. <laughs> so he looks so young. We kept wondering, where's this guy, Eddie Flewellen? And we didn't see him. We thought he was one of uh, Ike's nephew's friends. And so we were out there playing basketball and everything. And I'm like, Okay, so let's just get started. So we went and go down, and then we see this guy who we thought was Harold's friend down in the basement waiting on us. And we're like, and who are you? <laughs> <laughs> he said, Eddie Flewell. And we're like, oh. <laughs> and it was and the I same just, thing. And then it was so he, funny because I remember sitting there on the stairs watching you guys go up and, up and down the stairs. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> but you didn't say nothing. That's no, what I didn't say anything. You know? you know me. It's like, hey, right. I'm here. Hello. But then the funny yeah, thing yeah. after that, he played the trombone. We was like, okay, <laughs> let's let's do this. <laughs> and we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what got you into the business? <clears throat> what, what, what was your, your first influence into the, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to sing. Got you. Actually, we, um, as you know, you know, we both grew up in Akron, Ohio, and I come from a very musical family, my whole, I mean, literally all the brothers and sisters. But my brother James... <clears throat> when I was eight years old, he was six years old, he was 14. He took me to a rehearsal, you know, I'm baby brother. I'm the youngest mm -hmm. of six. And I'm like, right. okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I was eight years old and saw the drums and stuff. And, and he was big brother said, no, 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 don't touch the drums. I'm like, well, why you bring me? <laughs> All right. But I was so, so blown away. And then James got into this band called Revelation Funk. <laughs> They were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I was 13. James was probably about 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And I went to see them perform at the Akron Civic Theater. And I said, Akron Civic. I am, I am so doing this. So How many people were in that band, Philip? They, they had about eight. It wasn't Horn Saxon? Bernard Lawson. Oh, yeah. They had a, okay. um, Jackie Morissette playing. Eric. I forgot Eric's last name. Yeah, mm -hmm. trumpet. Yeah, trumpet sax. And uh, same thing, kind of like Raw Soul. Okay. And they had a Bernard Lawson, phenomenal singer. James was keyboard player. He was not out front, if you remember. Right, right. But I saw them perform, and I was it. And then uh, right across the street from us was Rex Richardson and um, David. 
mm-hmm. uh, David Potus, mm-hmm. they were brothers and they were in this band called Raw Soul. And we lived across the street for each other and they were doing stuff. And so they actually needed a percussionist and that's how I got into the band. Um, Cause they oh, knew wow. I played percussion. We lived, you know, we live around the corner from each other. Uh-huh. I mean, not, uh-huh. not actually we live across the street from each right, other. Right, I remember. So then when I get there, I don't know if we, by the time you came, was George Anderson still there or had he left? I think he had, he had left. He had left. Okay. Yeah. Well, George was our keyboard player. And one day I'm 14 years old. He heard me singing. He said, <clears throat> you know, you can sing. I'm like, well, yeah, I sing around the house. Uh-huh. He said, no, I mean, you need to come from behind those congos. I'm like, no, man, that's why I joined the band. Uh-huh. He said, I don't think you understand. You're coming from behind these. <laughs> behind these. I'm serious. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I don't have any experience. He says, "Well, you're gonna get some." Oh, I okay. Kid you not. And that's how I got pushed out front. But that's interesting. That, I, d- I didn't know that part of it. I didn't oh, really? know that part of it. No, huh? Huh? And that, I met George like years years later. Um, as a matter of fact, he he had come to Vegas, and we had lunch together and all that. And that that was a, I think. I don't know if it was the first time I'd seen George since then, or maybe that was our first introduction. I, I don't remember, but uh, we talked about Ross Soul and like right. your, your introduction to Ross Soul and all that. So, um, but yeah, that's how, that's how the singing part came. But you know, and the cool thing about that was, uh, <clears throat> I was saw singing, playing percussions when we had band stuff, you know, like um, if we did a Santana song, I could mm-hmm. shine there, but then here I am 14 years old singing, you're still a young man. It's like, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> You're still a yep, yep. 14 years and old. Phenomenal. And phenomenal. <laughs> did you did you and your brother James, did you guys do a lot of, of performing like around the school, like at, at, you know, outside of Raw Soul? I mean like on your on your own like concerts and, and, and things like that? Not really. James got into this band, um, Sharpie and the G Clefs. That's Sharpie how... and the G Clefs. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's start right there. <laughs> As you can tell everybody, this is new to me. <laughs> I thought you, come on, man, as long as we've been together, I thought exactly, you Exactly, exactly. This, oh, is, this no. is fun. This is fun. Sharpie and the G-Clefs. Sharpie and the G-Clefs was James I love it. And he was 14 years old. <laughs> guy named Johnny Burkett, B-I-R. Johnny, I remember. And he used to put a bear on the, like, on his base, like Bearcat, because, like, Johnny Burkett. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Sharpie and the G-Clefs. That's the, that's I'm sorry. That's that's a new one. That's a new one. <laughs> that's the rehearsal that he took me to. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then, oh, okay. you know, and then James got into um, uh, Revelation Funk. That's mm-hmm. the one with Bernard Lawson and all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, because I was so little. I was eight, so I don't really know what happened to Sharpie and G-Clip. <laughs> that was my first rehearsal. And then um, Revelation Funk. And what was interesting, if you remember, Howard Hewitt was in a band called Life. Yes. During that same time, they spelled mm-hmm. it L-Y-F-E. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so not really. James was doing that type of thing, you know, playing around, you know, Firestone Local and different places. Ross right. was doing the same type of thing. Life was doing the same type of thing. But I, um, in grade school, I was in uh, what you call Mayflower. I don't know if you, that's no. where they have these choruses from different schools and stuff. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. And mm-hmm. when I, when I went to uh, junior high, I was in the, uh, um, the junior high and high school choir and you know choruses and stuff so okay okay and you were in and a marching I, band right for book yes high. yes in high school yep i was a marching band in fact i remember and you you probably remember this at the time i wanted to keep i was i was always playing concert piano right. also doing recitals through elementary through junior high through high school and all that and i had a, i made a conscious effort to keep my classical piano separate from 
you know, the, the band thing. Um, From the phone. Because I want, I want to both, right, right, right. And at the time when I picked up trombone, I was like really getting to bands, listening to like a lot of bands and all that. And, and especially, the, and at the time horn bands were like the thing, you know, yes. every band had to have a horn section. So um, I learned how to play trombone, got with you guys. And the rest, as they say, is history. Is history. But again, I was trying to keep both, both of them separate. Well, I have to tell, I have to tell this story because mm -hmm. if you remember one night after rehearsal, um, you came over to the house and Rex was with me. And, you know, Henry's piano was still at the house. We, you know, he was in California, but he hadn't moved his piano yet. Mm -hmm. And you sat down and got on the piano. We were like, are you <laughs> kidding me? So he's playing mm -hmm. this classical piece and everything. And we had known him for months. And he was our trombone player. Had mm -hmm. no idea mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. played keyboards like that. We were like, wow. Yeah. So yeah. we were actually blown away by each other's talent. So much so exactly. that uh, um, after uh, Raw Soul broke up, Oh, can I, can I tell? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're, we're on the playground where the players play. Yeah. Well, we were, this was so funny. We had a, we had a manager by the name of Richard Hearns. Oh. And, you know, back in, back then, you know, local bands, we would get shows. Um, he, we, one thing we have to give Richard credit for, mm -hmm. he actually got us more money for a local band than most local bands would have gotten back then. He did. He I sure give did. I credit. Yep. He actually put, had us playing, remember Marysville Penitentiary? <laughs> remember that? And that was a big gig. It was. I mean, local band get like, what, $1,000, $1,500, whatever it was. We were yep. like, are you kidding me? Yep. Yep. But it was a prison. It was a woman's prison. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had some of these nice-looking women, and they'd be like, well, you know, I'm going to be out in a couple of years. I'm like, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they saw these. Handsome young guys, teenagers, right. Students, like, right. Uh, right. <laughs> just going to play and get out of here. Right. But, but anyway, one day we remember we were playing at Eddie's high school, but Eddie had already graduated, Booker mm -hmm. High School. I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And they were, <clears throat> I mean, we had, Raw Soul actually, remember, we won a trophy for the number one band in Akron. Right. And right. so, uh, and we I mean, there were so many great bands. Of, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you. There were so oh, many great bands, so many great bands in the area. And it was always our thing. I mean, we, we, just, we just strove to be the best, you know, no matter yeah. what. I mean, we, we just worked. I mean, the rehearsals that we had and all that. And they were always fun. They were always fun. And it seemed like every band that I, I remember, uh, like you mentioned, Life. Um, right. You know, Howard and I, you know, met in second grade. I've known Howard since. Right, you know, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, the band Life, uh, Revelation Funk, um, Alias Funk and Soul, that was yeah, always the band that, you know, and they were just crazy. Call, call them Baby Tower Power. Yes, yes. And they only had the two, they had uh, uh, Reggie Manley on sax. Right. And Chris McFerrin, who was a trumpet player, doubling on harmonica. He learned how to play harmonica just for that gig. Wow. You know? So, and wow. that was, they were, like you said, Baby baby Tower Power, Baby War, they, and they covered <laughs> it all. And they were the band that we were, between them, and there were like a couple in life and uh, other bands that we tried to stay up there with. But we were always like, better you know we were up there you know the cool thing is we we had a lot of diversity because you know our types of music i remember when eddie brought to us you know here we were like a, a funk band but you brought to us <clears throat> just you and me by chicago mm. just oh, man, you that's, and right. Me. that's right that's right just come out so we're doing mm -hmm. stuff like that while mm -hmm. we also doing you know fire right right that and did so, separate us yeah and yeah. i think that's yeah because some of the things that you brought you mean and then um some of the other ones, it wasn't just funk. We actually had this diversity of music. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I remember we were doing, um, all I know is we were playing Book to High School and it was packed. <laughs> People were loving it. 
I mean, people were up on their seats. They were dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't know that Richard did not get his money for the show. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of the show. I mean, literally, when everybody's up. While, while we're plug, playing. Yep. Pulls the plug. Walks out and say, stop, stop. Don't play another <laughs> beep, beep note. He said this beep. And uh-huh. he just went so street. We were like, are you mm-hmm, kidding me? Mm-hmm. And and. And for me, this was like home. I mean, you're coming in my home and you're going to embarrass me like this. Yes. You know? <laughs> we were like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yep. And that was the end of Ross. So fast forward, you know, we're, we're what, maybe not, not even a year, a year later. Well, that's you moved on to an, another band and I pretty much like stopped with the bands there. Um, well, let me back up. There was okay. this band called White Heat oh. that uh, had put an album out on RCA Records. So we had been hearing for years about this group called the TNT Flashers. Right. But they weren't in our area. But, you know, in Ohio, we were so proud of the Ohio players because, you know, when pain came out, remember that, like in 1971? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Man, somebody right. from Ohio that's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. making it. Right. So White Heat, I mean, this group, TNT Flashes, we heard about them. Mm-hmm. Then we hear about um, this record, White Heat, and TNT Flashes had went out to California, and Barry White actually picked them up, changed their name to White Heat, and they had a record deal on RCA Records. And we were like, Man, that's so cool. You know, some mm-hmm. some guys from our area, in right. essence, because some were from Ohio, <clears throat> like Steubenville and others were from Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so while Eddie and I were part of Raw Soul, for some reason, which we found out later, White Heat comes back to Akron, Ohio. And I'm like, why would White Heat be here in Akron, Ohio? <laughs> we're very happy they did. Right. But we found exactly. out a very good friend of Greg's, Tommy Upshaw, his you know uncle had a home and they could kind of use that as a central location. It was close enough to to Steubenville, close enough to Grand Rapids. And so they were doing shows around the area. So we ended up meeting them. Raw Soul started doing opening shows for White Heat. Mm-hmm. And so we all became good friends. During wow. that time, Bobby DeBarge was um, kind of in and out of White Heat. Really mm-hmm. a guy named Arnie Haynes was their keyboard player at the time. Right. Tommy DeBarge was their bass player and Greg Williams you know, and they, same thing, they had horns and, you know, I mean, really, really great band. Mm-hmm. And so we all got really, really close. So, yeah, Greg started seeing us perform and was like very impressed with us. Mm-hmm. And we were impressed with them because, you know, they had a record we didn't. Right, right. So during that time, they ended up going through some issues and Greg and I had become really, really good friends. So it was that summer after, literally after that uh, whole mm-hmm. booked over. Right, right. <laughs> Pull the plug thing. Right. But yeah, right. right after that was a uh, <clears throat> Greg approached me that summer. He said, he said, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like White He's done about everything they can do. And um mm-hmm. I think it's time to move on. And Greg just had this vision. Greg was twenty two years old. I was like eighteen. And he said, I have this vision of I want some he said, I want some good looking guys that can all play and sing and I mean it was like I mean almost like a super band in mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um he was like he said, I'd like to you know, talk to me about it. So I was playing with Royal S, I mean, not Royal S, it's um, Eastern Parkway. Mm-hmm. And we did the show at Akron University. After that, me and Greg went to dinner. And um, he talked to me about it. I said, first thing in my head, I'm like, okay, him and I have been friends for a couple of years, but they had to deal with RCA Records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knew more than we did. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So he was talking about putting some folks together. Who do you think the first person I mentioned to Greg was? Um, uh, hold on. Hold on, uh, think. give me a minute. Was it <laughs> Eddie Flew Ellen? I said, Greg, <laughs> trust me. 
Mm. I said Eddie is phenomenal on the keyboards. I said he's classically trained and plays the Thank stank you. out of the trombone. I mm -hmm. said he would be, and he said, man, listen, you think he would talk? I said, yeah. I called mm -hmm. Eddie up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, man, you remember Greg? Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So he wanted to put his band together. Okay, cool, blah, blah, blah. Right. So we set a time to come over. So we come over. You, you, you can tell that part. This and, he, <laughs> and I remember me and me and a partner of uh, a member of Raw Soul as well, uh, Reggie Manley, who was also a sax right. player with us. Right. And we had decided that uh, after Raw Soul broke up, the the big thing back then is that we're all going to go to L.A. You know, no matter what, I'm going to L.A. L.A. was like going. To, don't know how we're going to get there, but yeah, we don't know how we're going to get there. But that's the plan. We're going to go to L.A. Yep. And so. Uh, I think Reggie and I just got done practicing because Reggie would always come over bringing sax and all that stuff. We'd like do like a whole bunch of horn licks and all that stuff. Practice for like a couple hours doing scales and everything. So, you know, Greg and Philip come over and Phil told me that they're going to come over. And I literally, and I had like stuff all over the place anyway, but I had to go extra. So I literally had like charts and all that stuff all over the place. Like laying, <laughs> I had a piano there. I had a chart on the piano. I had charts on the couch. I think I had my trombone out. I think you it was did. sitting there. You did, yeah, yep. yeah. I had that out and all that stuff to make it look like, you know, hey, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is cat. Yep, yep. And um, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about that, Greg was already impressed because he, he knew him, you know, from the band, but mm -hmm. just didn't know him like real intimately mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, yeah, Reggie was going to be uh, also at Switch at the time. You mm -hmm. know, that was, mm -hmm. that was the thing at the time, the horn players and the horn all section. that. Yeah. And then uh, if you want to yeah. talk about that accident yeah. that happened. Yeah. yeah, a really bad car accident, which uh, left Reggie paralyzed and left me with a bunch of bruises and all that stuff. Reggie's since passed on. Yeah. But yeah, Switch was supposed to be a, it was going to be a horn band. And right. um, because that happened, we ended up being what we, what we became. And it's <laughs> I, I, interesting that, that Greg had this idea as far, like you said, it's going to be a super band. What became Switch was not like the original idea. And right. that, that eventually evolved into, you know, because it, it, it came out that, you know, hey, everybody plays more than one instrument. Wow, everybody does this. And, you know, fast forward to when we have our meeting with uh, Motown and all. And, um, it's it's decided you know hey you know you guys are here you know what can we do to make what what can we do what can you guys do this is what the plan is going to be and all that and you'll take it what, when we have the meeting with Suzanne I'll let you tell that story. Well, this is after we did our showcase. Um, mm -hmm. When we did our showcase. Um, oh right right right. Yeah, man, we did a showcase and <clears throat> well, let's go back just a little bit before that, when mm -hmm. we met Jermaine. Um, after they had met him and then you you know here we are we're down at SIR we're rehearsing and Jermaine comes down and, you know, we meet him, we're all excited and everything. Actually, we met him the night before at the hotel, him and Mike mm -hmm. Story. Mm -hmm. But I remember he comes down to the rehearsal and we rehearsing and he was just like blown away. Mm -hmm. And um, remember Bobby had come in and Bobby was showing us, I want to be with you. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Cause that was here. Bobby just wrote, I want to be with you. Right. 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 We learned it and did it. And Jermaine was like, <clears throat> man, man, you guys, man. Jermaine was so excited. He mm -hmm. really pumped mm -hmm. us up. And then we were like, okay, man, this, this guy really believes in us. And that's, mm -hmm. and that's what you need in this industry. Someone who believes in you as much as you believe in yourself. Exactly. First, exactly. you got to believe in yourself. But when you got that somebody that believes in you that much, for my brother James, it was Quincy Jones. For us, it was mm -hmm. Jackson. And mm -hmm. so I just remember he said, if, I don't know if you remember this, he came that Friday and he said, you guys got the deal. We're like, what do you mean we got the deal? Barry never haven't even seen us. He said, you got the deal. Well, remember, 
at the time he was married to Hazel. Right. <clears throat> that was Barry Gordy's right. daughter. So he right. front door treatment. He said, no, they're going to see you, but you guys got the deal. Mm-hmm. We were like, we were just like ecstatic. Mm-hmm. And remember at the time, this was not, not, not too long before. That's when the, the split between him and the Jacksons happened. So Jermaine was like, you know, he was like in, in, Maybe I don't know if in search of is a thing, but he was in a position where he could like start start making power moves for for himself. He had just released the one album, um, "My Name Is Jermaine." Yeah, that baby, let's yeah. get down tonight. Right, 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 right. Now that, that was the hit at the time. Yep, yep, just released that album. So you know, here comes Switch, and you're like, wow, you know, I'm solo. I could be next in line at Motown Records, and I got this major act that I'm bringing in. So everything is like clicking for him at the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do the showcase, and it was like. Uh, Suzanne DePass, Barry Gordy, you know, Tony Jones. I mean, these big legends that we've only read about, we're meeting mm. them for the first time. Right, right. And so, and the cool thing, I, I, what I love about this story, mm-hmm. is we weren't nervous. We weren't like... You're right. We, we weren't. weren't. Barry Gordy. We're like, we're just going to do what we do. Right, we're right, exactly. Exactly. Looking back on that, I remember that. Not that I wasn't nervous at all. <laughs> like, yeah, we're like, know, like, okay, let's, do thing. On, fellas, let's do what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, when we, here's how it happened. So... Let's say we're doing this, and this, this it was like Eddie said, this wasn't planned. We'd do a song, I'd be out front singing, Greg and Eddie would be on the horns, Bobby DeBarge would be on the keyboards, mm-hmm. and Bobby would go out and sing. I'd get on the keyboards, they'd be on the horns. Mm-hmm. Bobby and I went out together to do a duet, Eddie and Greg got on the keyboards. Mm-hmm. All within was, the same song. The, same, the song is not stopped. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> And if you remember, Bobby went back and played the drums on something mm-hmm. as we were doing that. And didn't miss a beat. Because mm-hmm. Jody, you know, he came mm-hmm. out and did a little thing on that. And so, anyway, they were blown away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> so now to this meeting, we're now at Motown Building. And Suzanne DePass, she just said, I have never seen so much switching in my life. And we were like, well, why don't we call the band Switch? Kind of like a joke. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. were like, no, that's who you guys are. And that's just like that. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's, it really, I mean, it really did capture the essence because <clears throat> we could do, you know, we sing. Matter of fact, even today, as you know, Eddie, we do these shows like with our colleagues, um, you know, Cameo, the Barcades, you know, Confunction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the one thing they always come into someone, they say, I mean, you guys' harmonies, it's just off the chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they're blown away because we're that same type of group except our singing sounded like a singing group right and that's right, how well, right, we had right. people like voiced men who remade they'll never be because of the vocals and stuff and mm-hmm. you know but i can i tell you that i want to be close to the story yeah oh please go that's go my, for it that's, that's one of my favorite stories because <laughs> eddie you know it's always been more reserved i've been more like hey <laughs> That's why we get along so well, no. <laughs> among <laughs> other things, but anyway, yeah, among other things. We doing I Want to Be Closer, um, and Jermaine just writes this song. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, I mean, he took, he took the vibe from me and Mrs. Jones. It's okay. Right, it was just, it was just a track. I remember we walked in and we just heard this yeah, track. Yeah, just a track, like, but he had this concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the hook, I want to be closer. Mm-hmm. He had that, but then he had this little part, and he was like, man, I just hear this, like, you had to know Jermaine because Jermaine got a little excited. He said, Man, I just hear this part like this little, this, this drop, and it's just like these voices and stuff. Now, you, you remember, you remember the track, we're hearing the track, and when it got to that part, you're talking about this is all we heard. 
Exactly. That's all it was. Exactly. And so, <laughs> and Jermaine's like all excited trying to explain. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I said, Jermaine, Eddie can do this stuff in his sleep. He said, Eddie? Mm -hmm. And how did you, what, remember you said, you, you were kind of like, Jermaine was kind of like, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. Because you remember, that's how it was funny. Me and Greg had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago where I told him, I said, I was at all the sessions, all that stuff. And I went there and just took my position because, like you said, I was a reserve guy. I was the guy that stood, I was the wallflower. You know, right, just right. Watch everything else happen and all that stuff. And um, there's a big couch that was right in front of the council and the big speakers <laughs> and all that stuff. And I would sit there and have my notebooks and all that stuff right there and all that. So when it came down to that song, you know, I remember he's like, man, I, I want this, you know, I want. I want this. I want that. I want. I want to have it sound like this. You know, like 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 uh, uh, the carpenters. The carpenters. Yep, like, that's right. That's right. He did say carpenters. Yep. yep and I'm yep. like Eddie, man, and he's like, yep. but he was almost like in disbelief. Yep. And I was a big fan of the carpenters and their harmonies and all that stuff. And they were there. Uh, There's a couple of other people too, but I mean, they were the ones who had like harmonies like nailed, like nobody's business. Close to you, that type. Yes. Of stuff. Yep. Yep. And I was a big fan. I listened to them all the time. So when it came down to, and then of course you know with the classical training and all that stuff, right. so we learned harmonies there. So when it came down to it, I mean, it was literally just like that. We went, went into the room, and I'll, I'll let you pick it up. <laughs> well, no, because you went to the piano mm -hmm. and did these chords. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> even though we had been doing harmonies, you know, three-part, okay, two-part, mm -hmm. you know, that's, yeah. No, mm -hmm. Eddie came up with this four-part harmonies, and we were like, I <clears throat> hit, hit the, like, da, 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 da. Uh, which, uh, And then, yeah, I still remember my part to this day. Girl, I'll be the man you want me to. And you remember the looks on everybody's faces when in each individual part was was coming out? Okay, this is your part. And people are like, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> like you said that. And then. You know, right so yeah, we were doing this, yeah. this we, we were fine matter of fact if you remember we at first it was like um because bobby's was simple bobby's was the melody yeah that, the melody that you know but that, but hey but hey you remember that was tommy that sang that oh that's right I forgot that's right that. tommy sang wow. that and that's the thing that's little people forget that's a little known tommy actually sang that top part the top, no, and it, i forgot about that yeah, and if you listen to it if you listen if you really pay attention tommy had that really nice like high like it, it was richer you know, yes. th it just worked. It just worked there. But yeah, that was Tommy the same that top that. part. Yep. yep. But I remember once we started getting our parts, we had to kind of like, if you remember, I'm like, oh man, wait, 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 kept going to piano. Right. But I'm gonna tell you, once we got it and blended, because this was our first time doing four parts. Exactly. Harmony. Yep. Once we got it and blended it and doubled. Jermaine was like, yes, yes, <laughs> man, you guys sound like right, right. Sound like mm -hmm. angels. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> he used to stutter. Yeah. But he was so blown away. Mm -hmm. And that, I want to be closer, became almost like our signature sound right. for right. different songs. You that know, pretty like, much sealed it. That's calling sealed on it. our girls. Mm -hmm. I'll always keep. We always mm -hmm. had this. And then, you know, that real great uh, piece you did. Um, people ask me, what's the name of that? Uh, A Brighter Tomorrow. Uh... Oh, no, 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 the other one. We are singing. Oh, you were saying, oh. people ask me why. Oh, no, not that one, the other one. That, uh, was, that uh, was another good one. Singing 
right. You this message. Oh, that was. And I remember me and Jermaine working on that one on the phone. He called me. I think I was over at Bobby's place at the time, and uh, we were working on uh, beautiful. Mo oh right. No. And I was like excited because it's like, wow, you know, I got Jermaine Jackson on the phone. This song is like important to him and he wants to do this. And I sat there and just like, what do you hear? And he's just, kind of, you know, we're going back and forth on the phone. That was probably like one of the best like songwriting sections I've ever had, you know, because like you said, as far as his, his excitement and, you know, that's that's inspiring when you get that kind of excitement and all that, you know, so from Jermaine. You know, Jackson, the, but see, here's the cool thing, though, that because he, he didn't know that you did that until we did. I want to be closer. Right. And right. now his trust went, yeah, it's like, yep. okay. Yep, yep, trusted all of us, trusted all of us. So, yeah, yeah those good times, good times. <laughs> no, but that was, so, that was so cool. But yeah, but if you remember, we are singing. Mm -hmm. We did that, we did it as a cappella piece. And then um, going into Reaching for Tomorrow. And at the time, you know, we used to have different, remember, string mm -hmm. arrangers, like we had Don Peak, I think, on our oh, second album. Yep. On our third album, we had Claire Fisher. And Claire, Claire Fisher's Fisher. arrangements are just, I mean, phenomenal. After he heard Eddie's acapella piece, he ends up writing. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, um, that's what I'm saying. It's stuff like this. This is how we knew. Not only had we arrived, but they respected our our singing and our musicianship. Mm -hmm. Here's Claire Fisher heard our acapella piece. Not that we asked him. He arranged a uh, what you call it a um, what was that the, we called the 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 the, 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 the a little uh, piece before yeah. yeah. But remember, right, right, that, right. That was not part of his. He right. actually threw that in, right? And tied it in with to that note to go into "We Are Singing." Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he was sitting there like these all strings, <laughs> all strings. And it just went right in. And then, and then they, if you, now I don't know if you remember this, they actually put that piece on another tape. Hey, I have a quick question for you. Do you want a professional agency to handle all your video creation, syndication and monetization needs? We totally understand that new leads and customers are the lifeblood for any business. And if you're looking to grow or scale your business using video is definitely the best way to go. Here at Melrose 11, we specialize in getting you the results you need to help you grow your business by generating new leads, driving more traffic and closing more sales without breaking your bank. Did you know according to HubSpot having a well-targeted video on your landing page can increase conversions by up to 80%? Yeah, and up to 64% of users are more likely to buy a product online after watching video than by text alone. And that 92% of mobile users share videos with others. And 90% of users say that videos are helpful in their purchase decision making. Incorporating video into your marketing and social media activity is no longer an option, it's an absolute requirement if you're looking for long-term success. Heck, it may even be essential for the very survival of a business. Here at Melrose 11, media truly is our passion. We create animated explainer videos, social teasers, catchy intros, full HD commercials, and even viewer interactive videos. So, if you're looking to elevate your brand, or attract more leads, generate more sales, increase traffic, or build up more exposure for your business, then you've definitely come to the right place. 
Our professional team will develop your video campaigns at an affordable price. With our fast turnaround times. And a quality of work that can't be beat. We look forward to working with you. Yeah. Yep. And then I do ours was on another tape. Yeah. And then they had to mm-hmm. bring it together. And then mm-hmm. we are singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you remember like, the cool thing? The thing about Claire is that, you know, I know it, it happened for me. Like whenever I called him for something, and that was like the first time that we got to see that. Claire came in with three different arrangements. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you pick which one. I'm like, you're kidding, right? That <laughs> <laughs> was just, I mean, but we were like, that's the that's the caliber of people we were mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just and, like, wow. And so, all the arrangements, I wish I wish I had a recording of like the other arrangements that he had, like for those songs. But I, I mean, know. they were phenomenal. If you if if you like that one, I mean, the other ones were just as good. They were just as good. Well, he, he was, was really phenomenal. hard to pick. Yep, yep. But the point I'm making is that was that was Eddie with those harmonies and stuff. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, because you know, Bobby had some great harmonies and stuff too. Mm-hmm. We look at they'll never be you know background oh, yeah. arrangements. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But that's still mm-hmm. three part. Um, but when you get to like I want to be closer, you get to um, <clears throat> a brighter tomorrow. That other. You know, people ask mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. that's all four part. Mm-hmm. Then of course, I'll always keep was four part. Then you got oh, calling on our girls was four part. Mm-hmm. No, not what is it? Um, uh, which which one? Calling on our girls. What's the? Uh, uh, what's it, been so uh, long? Oh, uh, I don't wait. But the acapella piece, go to the. Uh, it goes to the. Right. That part? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. Right. That's what it was. That's Be what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> So those were always fun too, because we like crack up. You want me to sing that? That's the part. You're right. But that's what's funny because we would do a. After I want to be closer, it be it just became easier. Mm-hmm. You know, right. now we're used to doing the four part harmonies and those dissonant tones right next to each other, and you know. Right. But uh, right. here's but here were some of the compliments. <clears throat> we would have um, well, like remember that we did that cruise with a confunction. Mm-hmm. Felt right. Who's felt is phenomenal musician. Oh my gosh! Singer, great songwriter. Great everything. Player, everything. Yep. Yep. And when we did sound check to "I Want to Be Closer," he said, "Philip, what are those those harmonies?" So I went to the piano and I showed him, and he told me he said, "Man, I recorded. I, we re-recorded this song in another band. I didn't have those harmonies." <laughs> he said, "I had a close, but it wasn't this." I mean, that was a compliment because it was uh-huh. like, but that's Eddie. That was the. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but that that became part of our signature sound. So and yeah. so, just like we have, I call your name, and they'll never be there. Like signature songs, mm-hmm. but when we do, I want to be closer. Even today on stage, Eddie, what happens every time That's we do? That? Every time, I mean, people love. I mean, they hear that first chord. But we always get a standing ovation. Yeah, and we literally milk that. <laughs> Because then, you have, Phil, then Philip directs it. <laughs> you have Akili and I out front, but you mm-hmm. have Eddie and Greg on the keyboards with harmonies like that. Mm-hmm. And every time, because now 
every time. Back then, it was like, okay, you know, we came out in 78. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are in 2020. People don't see that stuff. And we get a standing ovation every single right. time. And it's, it's, as, as you said earlier, that was one of the things that blew everybody away because the vocals and all that said they were so good. People right. thought that we were a singing group, you know. Exactly. And I mean, even on the album, you know, it was until when the album cover came out and people were like, oh, wait a minute, they actually play, <laughs> you know. And that first album, that first album was so definitive as far as like, you know, oh, yeah, know. They're, they're a good looking bunch of guys and they do sing, but look at what else they do. And that first album cover. I was going to say Motown was so into us at that time that it was mainly the, um, when they did this album shoot, Barry was like, mm, it's not good enough. It's the exact same album, the exact same music, everything, but he reshot it to that one you see there with the squares, with the different, you know, showing us, <clears throat> I mean, showing what each instrument, uh, each one played or what they did, you know, like Bobby, like showing him with the vocals, with the keyboards, with the drums, that type of thing. But uh, you got that first one? I do. I do. This was the first album. Let's see. You got to put it right in front of the camera. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Now look at that. Yeah. The logo is just very plain. Right. And it's showing, you know, us just basically having fun. And it's the exact same music. They'll never be. I want to be closer. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody's yeah. watching you. We like to party. There was kind of like our hobbies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you can hold it closer to the lyrics. I mean, go, go the other way. Yeah, there you go. See, look, I want to be with you. They'll never be. I want to be closer. We like to party. Exact same album. Yeah. Same order. Same Barry order. got this and he said, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. And like you said, it was supposed to be our hobbies. It was like basketball. Yep. Um, I had my dog there. And I mean, Tommy Shuggy. had the camera. Yeah, yeah. Sugarfoot, Shuggy. Tommy had the camera there. And Tommy don't know nothing about photography. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and also what's interesting is this on the, on the cover, where Bobby is holding that rope, that was actually supposed to be a neon sign. Oh, right, right. You remember? Right, and, that's right. You know, yeah, it was supposed like to be he's pulling the switch. Right, right. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And we were cool with that because hey, it's our first album, and and you know, hey, we're we're good. And then yep. the next thing you know, we're we're you know we're gonna we got a meeting. Um, we're all gonna go shopping for some clothes, and we're gonna do another photo session. And we had no idea what they had in mind. And when we saw that album cover, we're yep. like, oh my. Because <laughs> remember, they sent us to hairdressers, mm-hmm. different ones. They're mm-hmm. like, I still remember Philip. Um, Emery, Emery will be good for you. I'm like, okay, whoever okay. Emery is. You know? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. And he's right. the one who did that, that feathered look, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they know where else from, Istanbul or something. Right. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I'm from <laughs> But seriously, that, that was how much, at the time, Motown was, was really into the band. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget, I'm sure, Eddie, this is our, this, this phrase has probably haunted us. When he, we did our very first um, um, showcase, that same uh, meeting, uh, Barry Gordy said, you guys are phenomenal. He was he said, I'm totally into it. But then he said this phrase. He says, the only thing that's going to mess you guys up is you. Now, that's somebody who believes in you just as much or more than you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. walk away on cloud 75. Right, now. right. And not. this from a man who's got a history, he's got a well-known history. So <laughs> the man knows what he knows what he's talking about. Exactly. <laughs> so that ends up being, you know, that's why the first two albums had such such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You think he knows what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. <laughs> right. So, right. and then uh, 
the third album story, that's when things started falling apart. And that's that's that other album cover behind you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The one with the world where they even just took the there you go. Right. Just right. No pictures. You know, just put, even even change the logo if you notice from the first two. Right. They changed right. the logo, and next thing you know, it's like, and it's all because we had a song called "Power to Dance." Barry Gordy said his words. Oh, and we forgot to tell him. Mm-hmm. We had meetings at Barry Gordy's. Oh, home. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We weren't at Motown anymore. We mm-hmm. had meetings up at his home. He would say, what would you guys like to eat? Mm-hmm. And he would call whoever they're cooking. Right, <laughs> right, right. And it's like, you, like you're kidding. He said, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll and it you. literally was that, whatever you want. You know. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then we would order, but we didn't have to pay. We're like, deep. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And then if you remember, we would do a show like Soul Train or something, and he would critique us. Right. Said, now, right here, you guys, you know, you, you want to be more. I mean, he was, they were really, really into it. Right. So one of our great meetings, but see, and I, I, honestly, this is also Barry Gordy's fault as well, because, you know, he, Switch was so unique. It wasn't like, you know, the Supremes and became Diana Ross and the Supremes and then Diana Ross became, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, the, the Miracles and became Smokey Robinson. Right. Switch, right. it was unique. It wasn't just Bobby DeBarge. Mm-hmm. You know, you had right, right. Greg, Tommy, myself, and um, Bobby who could sing. Mm-hmm. Eddie could sing. Jody mm-hmm. could sing. But we were doing more of the leads. Right, so right. Bobby and I did a lot of duets, like I want to be close to, you know, calling on our girls. But me, Greg, and Bobby on the albums, like Fever, you know, mm-hmm. oh, we did stuff oh, together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like yeah. we were, it, was, it wasn't just, so he kind of singled out Bobby. Now, if you remember, Eddie, our mm-hmm. first single was supposed to be I Want to Be With You. The right. whole town was like, they loved it. They thought it would, <clears throat> they would showcase Bobby and I. I mean, if they mm-hmm. had done things correctly, mm-hmm. I think we probably could have had four big hits off that first album. Off that first album. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I remember, you remember, he, he, I you remember him asking us, you know, which, which do you think should be the first single? You know? Oh, yeah. And I remember I thought you pulled a switch. Our name is there. Oh, that's right. That, that's right. You know? You, you, I, I thought I thought that was going to be the hands down one, you know, as a first single. This is an introductory song and all that stuff. You pull the switch, and on top of that, it wasn't so much like uh, uh, the the band name. It was like the story and the and the words. I remember I love exactly. those lyrics. Yeah, I love, was, to this very day, I love those lyrics and the way you guys sang that song. Ah, oh, that was Greg. Uh, what's Greg's last name? Greg Wright. Greg Wright. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 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 We had a lot of fun and Ronnie Van. Greg mm-hmm. Wright. They, they right. wrote that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm, but anyway, that was that at the time K Day in California, and that was the other ah, thing. I remember, K-Day. we started um, <clears throat> back then. Albums would be released like Back East and Work Their Way. Oh right, 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 right. And we're we're seeing in Billboard and Cashbox and all this that we had number one in all these different you know stations around the um, country. But we out mm-hmm. in California, we barely <laughs> was even hearing our records yet. So right, was, and you remember we had like, family members were calling us. Yeah, no. and we're like, okay, <laughs> right. We're looking at the stuff, saying, okay. You remember that? Yep, yep. And Del Navarro oh. was like slamming around the country. We didn't know mm-hmm. it, and we didn't hear it. And you remember another thing that Jermaine used to always say, you know, during around that around that time, you'll never know how big you are. Exactly. I'll never forget that. And we That's didn't. Right. We didn't. Yeah. It was happening all over the country, and we had no idea. And the first Until... time we had, uh, <laughs> yes, man, we did a promotional tour, not playing any instruments. Mm-hmm. And the first place they sent us was Detroit. We didn't know our record. Well, we did know, but 
didn't mm -hmm. know the meaning behind it. They'll never be was number one in the city. And I still remember they pulled, you know, had this nice, and, and matter of fact, Jermaine and Hazel went with us. Yeah. But on yeah. purpose, they stayed back at the hotel. They mm -hmm. wanted us to feel what was going to happen. They didn't want us to. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember, they I didn't totally go with forgot us they to, stayed. Right. Yeah. Right. We didn't know what to expect. And, right. you know, we're like getting a little success. We had some nice little jewelry and stuff and right. some watches right. and stuff. Right. Limousine picks us up at this hotel. We're like, cool, man. Mm -hmm. So we go down and we see this. I mean, off in the distance. So many people like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I remember the right. limousine dri driver started laughing. He says, are you kidding me? So this and we thought it was like some big sale. You know, man, this store is having a yeah. huge sale. I mean, look at all those people up there. <laughs> yep, yep. And this is off in the distance. We can see them from way back. That's how big this crowd was. That yep. we could see that crowd like way, I mean, so far off in the distance. And we and thought, man, oh, that bad, store must be having a huge sale. Bad records. I oh, yep, yep. And all yep. I remember is when they let us off. We were shaking because mm -hmm. we had never experienced any like thing like that. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I know I lost a scarf. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Somebody lost some watch. I think mm -hmm. Greg or I mean, it might have been Bobby. I remember he lost his, the necklace because they were mm -hmm. just grabbing. They mm -hmm. so much so, I remember they had to put us in the mirror. They put us in that back room. Like right, the, right. Right. Like, they, you know, they, the stock room. <laughs> Pretty much, like, threw us back there. I mean, come here, come here. Come and we're here. like, took us back. okay, right. and my hands was like this. Like, right. man, what just happened? This is we had no us? idea. We had no idea. Right. And right. if you remember, even after we started signing autographs and everything, they had to take us out again. The guy stood up on his, the owner. He said, look, he said, y'all ain't going to be tearing up my store. <laughs> remember that? He said, if y'all won't switch to come back out, y'all going to have to calm down. Right, right. And, we were and you like, remember when we, got, when we got there, I mean, the screams, it was like yes. blood-curdling screams. It was like, it was deafening how, how loud those screams were. Yeah, we were like, but again, in California, our record was just starting to get some airplay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. you said, like Jermaine said, you know, you never know how big you really are. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, man, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, when that happened, after that, remember we went back and Jermaine tells us after the fact, like, you could have helped us appreciate that before. But he said, yeah, man, when you go do signing autograph stuff, don't wear no jewelry or scarves. Or <laughs> after we'd have lost everything. Right, 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 right. Oh, and yeah, I, I my, told you guys earlier. My, my signature is bad because of that. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Because you remember they have to rush. I mean, I had like good, good penmanship, good writing, and all that stuff. And to this right. day, my signature suffered because of those autograph sessions. And they'd have to rush us. And me and Jody would sit next to each other. And Jody had this thing. Okay, Eddie, you got to whip it. You got to whip it. Yeah, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. To this day, my signature is like awful because of those autograph sessions. <laughs> so. uh, I never had the best handwriting, but they still wanted it. So I'm right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who did? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who did? Who did? So anyway, so, so mm -hmm. that, Go ahead. I was just gonna say that was, you know, because our menu history is so long. But mm -hmm. I'll just say briefly, after that was a, uh, basically kind of like after the stuff with Bobby. Um, remember, we had did our fifth album, and that's the one, um, Switch Five. Ah, and that's when you know, yeah, of course, all on me and everything, and mm -hmm. that's when Bobby, he was basically gone. Yeah, such a great song. I thought that song was going to be the song that defines us. I thought that was going to separate us from, you know, this switch to like a more mature, grown-up switch. And I thought that song was going to be the one. To this yeah. day, I still think that song is classic. Philip wrote that song. Greg, so, Bobby, I mean, Greg yeah. and Zane and myself. Right, yeah, right. We wrote that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I remember I played piano, but I remember on that one, I said, Eddie, I want you to play piano on this one. Mm. It's mm. not like I couldn't play it. I mean, I it was, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's pretty much, I mean, when I got in there, it pretty much like played itself. It's, you know, yeah, but you added some stuff that I wouldn't yeah. like, you know. Uh, 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 yeah, that was a little, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's what I was like. And see, that's mm -hmm. what I like with Eddie. I mean, it wasn't no ego. I'm like, yeah, I can play it. I mean, I could wrote the song, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I knew Eddie would take it to a place that I wouldn't be able to take it to. Oh, uh, ah, like, uh, let yeah, him play. Thank it. you, thank you. Yeah, man, it was please. fun. And like I said, all that stuff—it just—it just like everything. It just happened. It, everything was so natural. It just—it just happened. It just happened. Well, because you and I didn't—we didn't have no egos. We were just like, no. um, right. Hey, man, I right. remember, you know, <laughs> like I said, because. This could probably this interview could be five hours long. Oh, I'm telling but, you. Like I said, you're going to come back and do another one. <laughs> but this, but here was here's what was interesting though. Um, you know, remember we were doing all our third album up at Caribou Ranch. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And stuff. Mm -hmm. and it's like I remember Reggie Dozier. You know, he was our engineer, mm -hmm. and we'd get up have breakfast and we'd go. And then I remember some of the guys want to go ride horses and stuff. I'm like, man, and I was happy. Don't get me wrong, Switch mm -hmm. was having some success, but I mean. Man, Earth, Wind, and Fire was having multi-platinum albums. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We had a we're nowhere near that album, right? right and so I right. was more like, um, mm -hmm. um, that's great, man. But Earth, mm -hmm. Wind, and Fire, they killing it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, it ain't time to be riding horses up in Caribou Ranch. Yeah, after only two albums. Yeah, <laughs> right. So anyway, right. Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's why they, sometimes they say the worst thing about success is a little bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Going back, because uh, uh, you you had mentioned um, as far as Bobby, cause if you don't mind, I want you to tell that story uh, by comparison. When Bobby, when Be when Barry said, you know, hey, this song, it can be a smash, but you just oh. need to change words a little bit. If you oh, can tell yeah. the story, um, and with uh, oh shoot, I can't think of the name of the band. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas, that one. Yep, yep. You want me to tell and how how that relates to this story? <clears throat> okay, well, first let me tell Bobby's story because yes. Yeah. So remember, we were at Barry Gordy's home, and mm -hmm. Barry said, you know, he felt that Power to Dance was a number one record. He said the, the music and melody is phenomenal. He said, but the lyrics need to be changed. It's just mm -hmm. not, the lyrics aren't as strong as everything else. Mm -hmm. And i never forget, Bobby said, uh, I think the lyrics are fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I was 20 years old. I put my head down. I'm like, no, he did not. Mm -hmm. And Bobby kind of, he kind of mocked, mocked him too. Yeah. Know, which I thought. I'm like, this man that lost his mm -hmm. monkey, his bad mm -hmm. boy mind. I mean, and you remember a couple albums, those, those two albums before, mm -hmm. when 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 Barry was talking about, you know, well, this I think this song should be the single. I think that song should be the single. And we would literally watch Bobby change, you know, growing <clears throat> yep. up. And I remember like, oh my gosh, Doctor Frankenstein, meet your monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You> know? <laughs> exactly. That's what Barry, you know. Barry was to uh, um, Barry uh is also guilty as well. Mm -hmm. as right, right, right. Because like I said, Switch wasn't just, it, Switch was unique. Mm -hmm. That's why I mean, you know, I mean, and we were still kids. Respect. That's mm -hmm. why we're still here doing stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I've actually done more outside of Switch than I've done with Switch, just mm -hmm. more the stuff mm -hmm. I've done Same. with Switch. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, some, some of the most talented people I've ever worked with on the planet, even mm -hmm. including the barges. Exactly. Bob, I mean, Bobby was awesome. We had some. I'm, Mm -hmm. Had some great times. Mm -hmm. I remember but, you're the one for me when Bobby was working on you're the one for me. That one just blew me away. I mean, we yeah. were sitting, 
You were sitting there pretty much creating on the spot. Well, you remember <laughs> I co-wrote that. So, you remember that? Yeah, I, I do. Said, I, I co-wrote that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what happened is that this is how it started. Yeah. I had that. I had this melody. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Right. So the verse is what I, the verse building I did. And we were at, we were over in Montague, and Bobby heard us said, oh, man, Philip. And he wouldn't come. He did that. I didn't know that. I said, oh, I love that. He said, I remember you co-wrote it, but I didn't know what the, what the order was. Yeah, then he said, Philip, go back to this. Go back. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, wow. And then mm. he get, he come yellow get down. Right. We're yeah. like, shoot. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. But here's what's funny. Elaine Brown, remember, she worked for Motown. Uh-huh. And Elaine and I had become really good friends. They heard the track. She asked if she could write a lyric for it. And that oh that's okay. That, um what is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, that boy, ain't boys. Uh, so something uh, south of France. Uh, so, something at the weekend dance. That's all Elaine Brown's lyrics. Oh, okay, okay. And then I find out years later that Elaine Brown was one of those uh, was part of the Black Panther movement. She was high up in the Black Panther movement. What? <laughs> years later, I was doing an interview, and I'm like, I said, yeah, Bobby, and myself, and a. Uh, Elaine Brown and the guy that guy was interviewed. He said, "Elaine Brown." I said, "Yeah, you know." Her? He mm -hmm. said, "She worked in Motown." He said, "No, Elaine Brown was like number two in the Black Panthers." I'm like, "Whoa, Elaine!" Wow. He taught wow. me something. So one day I called Elaine, just you know, hadn't talked. Girl, how you? Been? I said, "Girl, how come you didn't tell me that you know you're part of you know?" <laughs> she was. It was the same uh -huh. Elaine Brown. Uh huh. Said, and what did what did she girl? say? She said, "Yeah, she was part of that whole Black Panther movement." Really? She was like high up. She was one of the leaders. <laughs> Wow. And she got out of it and started doing this stuff. Because uh -huh. her and I, I used to tease her all the time. Because uh -huh. I remember one time, I'm going to come back to the story, but I just remember this one time we were up in the office. And you know how crazy I am. Mm -hmm. She said, well, I just feel like my life is like 10 minutes behind every day. I said, well, honey, get up 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> she said, you, you just out your mind. See, and that's a sample of Philip Ingram. Doing, he, you know, big NBA star, and he was, he was doing some songs. But I call. I got called in to see if I could just, almost like be a guy, like sing the songs, and then he mm -hmm. would sing, because um, you know he's more of a basketball player than a singer. Right. Right. And so if I could sing these songs down, you know, so it's like a session. I got paid per song, and it was great. Mm -hmm. And so me and the producer just got to talking, and he begins to tell me a story. That's the one you're talking about, mm -hmm. the Black IPs, and he was talking about right. how the NBA is so, you know, they're so tied in, and so he tells us the story. He says, you know. Um, that song, Let's Get It Started. Let's get it started in here, mm -hmm. which became almost like the NBA national anthem. I mean, mm -hmm. it was right. <clears throat> used for mm -hmm. all, their, mm -hmm. all their shows. Everything, everything NBA. Yep, that was the yeah. song. Yeah. And so he said, but that wasn't the original lyric. I said, really? I said, what happened? He said, somebody in the NBA, you know, um, had, had this group. This group wasn't really popular. 
and they had this song they thought it was really cool it's called let's get retarded let's mm -hmm. get retarded and hit same everything mm -hmm. but uh mm -hmm. he just said man we love this song but you know we could never use this lyric they contacted now this is the nba the people with the nba the nba you know like right. you, you know how you, i don't know if it was like a music supervisor but somebody right. like that mm -hmm. and uh they they found out how to get a hold of them they contacted the guys and said you know we love this i'm i'm joe blow from you know nba mm -hmm. we love this we would love to use it but you know, retarded wouldn't be uh if you guys can change the lyrics to this um we would love to use it mm -hmm. they were like yeah so they changed it to let's get it started in here without even thinking about it <laughs> duh they right. became household names mm -hmm. duh mm -hmm. i remember mm -hmm. leaving that session and thinking about greg i said greg i gotta share the story with you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. black eyed peas mm -hmm. and what happened mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. guy the producer name was lauren and he was just telling me a story he knows nothing about what happened with me or anything mm -hmm. greg said really i said yeah Mm. Mm. So ours was, if you change the lyrics, you'll have a number one smash. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the lyrics are fine. And who who can control that? Only the man yeah. who said. <laughs> there you go. You know. There you go. Mm -hmm. Black mm -hmm. Eyed Peas. If you change this, NBA. <laughs> well, hey mm -hmm. man, which, right? Where do I sign? Who, who right. Who retarded? <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's why. <clears throat> I remember after we did our fifth album and Motown let us go. And I, I just remember we had our band meeting and they wanted to get Bobby and Tommy back. As much as I love them, I just said, I Same. can't do it. Same. I couldn't yep. do it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And everybody kind of went their separate ways. And I also, well, you guys end up doing a little thing with a. Um, yeah. With the total, with total experience. Total records. experience, right. Yep. Well, and Dan and I did something with uh, um, Quest Records. That's James I got with Quest. And then mm -hmm. after that, I started doing it. I mean, man, sessions, movies, and. Right, you know, you've been keeping you've been keep, you've been keeping really busy in the in the business. Yeah, I mean so. for for years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, camera, off camera, my best friend's wedding. You know, the yeah, wedding you're in yeah, film. yeah. I still tell this why I get everybody. I don't care if you're black, white, Mexican, mm -hmm. Chinese. Mm -hmm. But I tell people I sing on a Little Mermaid. They like you sing a Little Mermaid <laughs> every single time. That's the one. Huh? That's that's the I want to be closer. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's like, are you kidding me? Because, you know, I sing on three songs and the movie opens up that mysterious fathoms below. below. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I sang on Kiss the Girl, just sang background. And I sang on um, Under the Sea, just sang mm -hmm. background. Mm -hmm. But here's where I learned a big valuable lesson. Because, you know, so we're going, why don't you kiss the girl? You know, mm -hmm. why don't you? So i never forget it was back in 84. That's when they were still doing what you call it, storyboards. <laughs> right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, way before they had, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so the producers was Howard Asher and um, I forget the other guy, but they're like, Philip, see, I learned from this, this session to shut up. Cause they're like, <laughs> Philip, why don't you do some ad libs? And I was like, on a cartoon? They're uh -huh. like, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Uh -huh. Later when people say it, I'm like, oh sure. What would you like me to do? <laughs> Cause when you're in a group, right? You have a, um, it's, you know, you have group like SAG, it's group three to eight. Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a group, so it's four of us. So that's a category. When you do what's called a step out, it's as if you sang a solo for a whole song. Mm, okay. You make more money. Okay. So I was like, oh, shut up, Philip. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so there's these ad libs, these soulful ad libs. If you listen to Kiss the Girl, uh -huh. they go like, why don't you 
kiss the and you'll hear go on and kiss the girl go on and kiss the girl right 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 if you listen you hear that all through the background and when we're doing that la 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 and that um there she gonna right and i go didn't ask her i'm doing the stuff like that all through the all through that song right right wow wow yeah so and more that's money. the one that got me when they start saying, Philip, can you do something? Yes, I sure can. What would you like <laughs> me to do, sir? <laughs> I'm serious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. More yeah, money. That was Little Mermaid was the one. But, uh, you know, also sang on, um, what's that? Um, the Road to El Dorado. Oh, mm-hmm. Shrek. Shrek, mm. was, Shrek was a big one because mm. uh, we did that. Um, I believe when I saw her face, I'm a believer. Ah, right, right, right. We did right. that whole uh, you know, it was me, Orrin Waters, and uh, I think it's Freddie White. We're doing backgrounds, uh-huh. to, I believe. And then <clears throat> then they did this whole, remember that whole ending on the, the first track uh-huh. where they did these songs like, who let the dogs out? And right, right. right. <laughs> that, we did all that. Right. Oh, so, wow. That must have been a fun session. Oh, it, man, it was so fun because we're like, uh-huh. we didn't see the visual. We're like, this song went from this song to this song to this song. You know, it was mm-hmm. like. How you know what is this? And when we saw it, it's like wow, wow, really wow. Cool. And can you imagine? I mean, there are people that conceive of those ideas. Okay, I, I, I got it. I got it. Do this, do that, do this. And we can't see it. We don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, okay, we had no we'll visual at the time. Right, 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 right. But those people that do, they're wow, geniuses. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever told you this, Eddie. That uh, um, Shrek, mm-hmm. uh, that movie ended up taking five years, and here's why: Chris Farley was the original Shrek. And they were literally halfway through the shooting of it when we first sang, and Chris Farley died. What? Yes. And he was supposed to be the original Shrek. He was the original Shrek. If you and read, they actually, they actually like, they actually like, there's, there's, I mean, he actually worked on it. No, he he about halfway through the film, he, he right. dies. Wow. And so they had to start over with uh, was it Mike? With uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it, the I cast did not was know the same. That. Yeah. And so that's we did it, and it came out a while later. But that was a uh, that was part of it. And so um, Mary Lotka, I think, was her name. She was at DreamWorks at the time. She was like, "That's she said that was it's like having a baby. It was a five year baby." Mm, mm, but, uh, yeah. Then you know, of course, Mike mm. Myers did the rest. But yeah, Chris Farley was the original Shrek. Wow. So wow. Yeah. That's so I started doing doing stuff like that. A whole bunch of man. I got so many. I mean, the movie. I'm sure. Uh, you know, the different artists that I work with and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, like I said, we're gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have you back for that very reason, because this man's career is something else, and I'm glad to to share part of it with him. And I mean, even now, we're we're still doing a lot together. I know. This is great. Well, yeah. but remember, like the 40 years and counting. I remember you told yes. me we put this band together. Yeah. And yep. we got to talk. As a matter of fact, we. I remember saying, "Well, let's not do like a." I said, "Let's not have a guy, because if we do some switch stuff, it's gonna like yeah. kind of be another switch." Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, yep. And I was, why don't we get a totally girl? Yeah. You know, for this. Yep. You know. And focus because we're not trying to be switched. We weren't exactly. trying to be switched. This is supposed to be a whole separate thing. But we say, gotta, like we you said, it's our history. The, yeah, mm-hmm. it was more our history. So we even do remember some songs from Raw Soul, like "Keep the mm-hmm. People Moving" mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. wrote together when we were teenagers. Which, mm-hmm. And people were all when we do that, people are into it. Like what? Yeah, but we slowed <laughs> up. Uh huh. Yes. Made it really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man. But yeah. I remember me and you on the phone, mm-hmm. and I said, "Come on, man, Eddie, we've been together like forty years and counting." We like. Wait a minute. <laughs> what about that name? That's 
and it's been so cool when we get it to has, do it. It has. And that's a great project, too. We're, gonna do, we're definitely going to get that back out there when, well, this, yeah. whole, when this whole thing is over. Yeah, I was going to say, when it's you safe, to, when it's safe right. to go back in the water. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, just like on, the, on that show, we do um, Just Call My Name, which is a song that I call ah, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Denzel Miller and Ken Curry. Mm-hmm. That Allison Williams, Just Call My Name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, quick story about that. Because of Eddie doing I Want to Be Closer. Wait a minute. Before you go there, okay. before you go there, because I was going to mention this earlier. There was, since we're talking about that, you told me like when we were working on the show, as a matter of fact, and how you came up with like, uh, okay, you go ahead and tell you, and then I'll finish it. No, go ahead. Tell me. You paid like a compliment, you know, to me regarding like how you came up with those harmonies and all that stuff that took me, I mean, because at the time, I'm like, Wow. You know, you think, you know, do you have that kind of effect on, on, you know, when you hear that, it's like, I mean, you never, you never think about it, but when you hear it, it's like, wow, I had some kind of, I had an impact on. Well, because you, know, you, you know, because you know. Um, that was I'm such here, a great compliment. I'll never forget that. You can that. read, you can write, you know I mean, you can compose. Mm-hmm. I can too, but, I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What to, I'm not a sight reader. You know, mm-hmm. you can come in front of you, you can play it. Mm-hmm. I'll be going like, okay, let's see every right. boy. That's the E. Wait a minute. This, I'm serious. I'll get through uh-huh. it, but, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But, it, no, I would watch you, and I'm like, he'd be doing, I'm like, okay, he's, Philip, he's playing chords. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I started watching Eddie, the way he would voice his uh, harmonies. And I said, mm-hmm. huh. So we're doing Just Call My Name. I literally thought of you. Yeah, when you told me that. Yeah. It's like, like what, wow. would Eddie, what would Eddie do? And I started mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I start playing these, playing around, just going, just call mm-hmm. 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 I don't like that. Let, let me try. And I right. found this groove. And I remember when I went to Denzel, he's like, man, Philip, this is phenomenal. I'm like, uh-huh. thank Eddie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but now, this I, is Den- Denzel who? Uh, oh, Denzel Broadway Miller. Okay, I just want to make sure that, you know, phenomenal, it wasn't that. Phenomenal that, keyboard player. Phenomenal. I mean, he's had hits and stuff out. Um, played with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I met him. <clears throat> Years ago, and we started doing some writing together, and that was one of our. That one actually went to number three R and B. But just when, yeah. heard, I mean, just call my name. I mean, years ago, I thought, man, that's phenomenal. And then you, you know, of course, you were playing it for me before it actually had gone out. Right. Uh, and, and but like I said, years ago, to 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 hear, hear you say that, I mean, that that was that was so nice. Thank you. Oh, that. <laughs> so that was so hey, cool. Man. But it is yeah. what it is. We pay a compliment to you know we're in stew. Seriously, yep. it was just. Yep. But I, I seriously, I was like, you know, okay, because. I've done it. I've done it before, but now this, when we were doing that, I said, you know, I thought about what, how would Eddie approach this? And mm-hmm. I started. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. now, I mean, now I do it, but that was like 80, I think it was mid 84. I think yeah. it came out in 89. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a whole nother story. Cause Def Jam records was just starting. Uh-huh. And Lonnie Sim, uh, not Lonnie Simmons. Um, man, Philip, <laughs> it, it'll come to me. Yeah. But yeah, he was a friend of, uh, he, he was a friend of um, Denzel. And so, <clears throat> I remember the song sat, we recorded it and nothing happened with the song. I was like, okay. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. working on that uh, Treat Her Like a Lady album with the, um, with um, Al McKay. Mm-hmm. And Zane and I had a song on there called Running. You just can't uh, yeah. Another four part harmony thing. Right, and, right. You know, so, right. cause now I'm like, okay, shoot, Eddie do this, I can do this too. <laughs> <laughs> so we doing that. Right. And then uh, I remember I played this song just call my name for the temptations. I said, I think it'd be great on them. Al was literally getting ready to cut it because I, I had it on the same tape as uh, running. Right. And, um, during, that, during that time period, 
Denzel calls me. He says, "Hey man, um, they're gonna they're gonna release." Um, just call my name. I said, are you kidding me? Five years later? Mm-hmm. You didn't change the track or anything. I had to call Al McKay. I said, Al, amen. Uh, Guess uh-huh. what? Well, I told him that this had happened, but I said, they're not doing anything with it. Right. So so he said, no, no, that's cool, man. We, you know, we, uh-huh. we so I got to sing background on that album. Um, nice. You know, that whole album. But then, uh, yeah, then Just Call My Name comes out with Allison Williams as her biggest hit and went to like number three. We were like, wow. 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 It was yeah, which, which taught me something. Because the track wasn't changed, nothing was changed from five years prior. You got mm. a great song and a great melody. What you mean? You mean you didn't have to update it? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was right. the exact same thing that we had cut in 1984. Mm-hmm. It was 1989. Mm-hmm. Five years, yes. Did music change in those five years? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Shines through because they had a great melody. A good song is a good song is a good song. <laughs> yeah. You know. Just yeah. honestly, if you put on just once today. That, that song sound like it's it's timeless yes oh man i love that song love it and of course you know greg on those keys I'm like yes yeah but that come, <laughs> that came out what um 19 1981 yeah 81 was it that that early yeah you're right you're right yeah you're right i remember <clears throat> yeah so i remember i'll never forget we were touring and james i i remember i had that audi 5000 James would keep that when I was on the road because, you know, James wasn't famous yet. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other story, you know, about mm-hmm. right, right. for him. He's like, right, right. How you get a deal and you and Akron? I'm a, that's another Oprah. Uh-huh. But, uh, yep. A whole other playground. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> but uh-huh. no, uh, so I come home and Greg, I mean, Greg, James has my car and mm-hmm. again, I, go to, I go to pick it up and he say, man, uh, and, and James, remember, he hadn't at the time had never been out front. He was always right. a keyboard player that sang, but, you know, just from the keyboards. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, hey, man, I want to play you something that I, I got to do with Quincy. I said, really? He mm. came just once. I looked at James. I said, man, you over. That's mm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he said, and then it's funny, me and James talking. He said, yeah. I, um, he said, Quincy, <laughs> Quincy wants me to go to Japan with him as his out front singer. And him, him and I started laughing. <laughs> Because uh, I'm like, he had never been out front. I said, so uh, what you going to do? Uh, right. Said, I'm, I'm going to do something. <laughs> he was so used to being, he was, you know, uh-huh. that was the beginnings of him being pushed out front. I mm. got pushed out at 14. So mm-hmm. I was used to it, but James was uh. like, you know, James was like, so if you look back on some, some of those old um, episodes of James doing that song, he would uh-huh. always start on the piano playing and singing. Uh-huh. And then when he got to the second verse, he would get up. And then oh, sit, wow. sit by the piano. If you can see any old videos. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look on YouTube after, after getting done with this. He was kind of like, he said, I, I have to transition myself. Uh-huh. And here's uh-huh. something I don't know if you know. So he's doing a, remember Solid Gold? Yep. So that's when I first met Michael McDonald. They're doing mm-hmm. Yamaha there. And so uh, James said, hey, man, you want to you do Solid Gold with me? Like, yeah. So he said, can you play bass? I mean, he knew I could play bass. Right. right. Uh-huh. But, we were Panamaing anyway, so I said, okay, so me and Zane, Zane's playing guitar, I'm playing bass, and Zane Giles. Singing, mm-hmm. even though it's keyboard bass, I'm playing. Oh, right, 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 right. And made it look real. <laughs> exactly. Well, I learned it. You know what I mean? uh, oh, okay, right. I actually learned it. So it's, Right, you know, of course. But uh, so, yeah, if you see that, it's James, Michael McDonald, me and Zane doing Yamo Be Here mm-hmm. on Dollar Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. And, and real, real quick, Go back like a step before um, um, 
<laughs> 40 years and counting. Just once. Just once. Thank you. Just once. Go back a step before that where James, uh, where Zingara's song came out. Oh, man. Great, yeah. great, great song. Great yeah. song. And talk about James and, and oh, a great the vocal. Song? Love um, Calling. Love's love Calling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Just tell you a little bit about James's situation. Mm -hmm. James had been out. I, I learned a lot, a lot about hustling from James because mm -hmm. James would hustle his butt off. He was after Revelations about. They came out here and, you know, they all wanted to go back to Africa. And James says, hey, I love you guys. I mean, he still kept in touch with him. He says, I'm staying out here. Mm -hmm. He got with a band called Different Bags. And then he started doing all these song demos. Um, right. You know, James could sing his butt off for <clears throat> um, ATV Publishing, which was at the mm -hmm. time the Beatles publishing company. Right, right. So uh, right. James ends up getting a record deal as a solo artist for RCA Records. And mm -hmm. they drop him. They don't even put the oh. album out. But James said, I don't care. I got some money out of it. But they didn't even put the album out. Mm -hmm. Isn't that mm -hmm. deep? They had that James Ingram and let him go. So mm -hmm. then he got with this band called Zingara. And he was playing keyboards and singing this song called Love's Calling. Phenomenal song. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so his career as a singer, you know, because James, oh, James played on as a, as a keyboard player. Uh, don't push it. Don't force it. Let it go. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, He's playing uh, keyboards uh, on that. Awesome. James playing keyboards on Bad Mama Jamma. Mm -hmm. He's playing keyboards on A Night to Remember by Shalom mm -hmm. But he was on the Who's the artist? Player. Who's the artist on that? Uh, Leon Haywood. Leon Haywood. Okay, and I said Carl, Carl, Carl for Bad Bama Jamma. Okay, okay. And um, okay. so now he's, you know, Zingara starting to come out as a singer. Right when that song starting to happen is the same time his deal, I mean, his situation with Quincy starts happening. Wow. wow. And I remember uh, James was like, you know, obviously he'd rather be with Quincy. Mm, so obviously. He had, out, he had to get out of that contract, but that was a. Oh, okay. But yes, yeah, Zingara. Zingara came out with that Love's Calling. Mm -hmm. And then. A little bit after that, Just Once came out probably about a year or so later. Wow, talk about timing. And I remember we were on the road. Switch was on, on tour. We were exactly. on a promotional tour. Was it promotional? Right. No, no, no. It was our regular We were actually on tour. Okay, okay. With, uh, when that uh, song came out, I remember in, in, in whatever, whatever hotel room we were staying in and hearing that song. And I'm like, what? Yeah, Tiger, what? Flower, Tiger, Tiger Flower Production. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They was a booked yep. our tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I came off the road, Zingar was already out. James plays me just once. And that's when I mm -hmm. said, man, I said, right. over. I mean, Love's right. Calling, don't get me wrong, is great. But yeah. Just Once was yeah. like, Oh, wow. totally, totally, totally. Wow. They're both great songs. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> man, man. It's so much. That's it is. It is. That's why I said, just like you said, this is going to be, we're, we're going to do another playground. <laughs> like Part B. And I wear, and C, I wear, and B, I wear a different and, shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Listen. Thank you so much, Philip. I really appreciate it. Hey, man. I, we just, I mean that. We're going to do this again. because It's just like me and you sitting on the phone talking. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, exactly. man. That's, that's what we do. And I do want to focus more next time on, on your, your individual career. You know, like what you've done, like outside of Switch and what you've done. Like you, you mentioned Shrek and, and some other things. I mean, there's so many other things that this man has done, that Philip has done. That I'd, I'd like to, you to share that as well. Um, sure. So the next like, time. Like some of the commercials and stuff that I like some, Like some of the commercials. <laughs> well, like the one that, let me see, one that they might know. Oh, you know what? This is, here's something that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, go to YouTube and type in the Flintstones, Holly Rockabye Baby. People don't know that that's me. This thing, Eddie, has over 15 million hits. What? I did this cartoon when 
Pebbles and Bam Bam had a baby. Uh-huh. I'm singing this song. Wait a minute, Pebbles and Bam Bam got together? I didn't know that. It, it was a big, big um, Flintstones episode. Wow, like, okay. Um, I remember the melody, I'm trying to remember the lyric. The, oh, the arithmetic is simple. One mm-hmm. and one plus one makes three. Da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. But man, I'm telling you, people say, Oh, I remember this when I was when you read the comments when I was little, right. they're crying and stuff. <laughs> and and say, like, who is this singer? Somebody says this people price is like, no. No. Anyway, uh-huh. point being, I was like, okay. How did somebody take a song that I sang on and get over 50 million hits and I ain't got no money from that? Mm. If anybody out there know how to get me some money, I'll split some with you. And that little thing right there, that's another thing that the, that the playground is about because there are a whole bunch, there's like a lot of glorious moments like in the, in the business or whatever, but there are also like those, those pitfalls that we don't hear too much about. And when we do hear about them, it's always like the, 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 the major, like the drug induced ones and all that. There's also right. an ugly side to the business too. And oh yeah. Those are things that like, like we were talking about the, the other day, as far as like what this show is about, you know, when you go on the playground, yeah, you can have fun too, but you're also going to get buffs and bruises and scars and all that stuff on that same exactly. playground. And those, and things like that too, you know, is what I want people to know about as well. You know, so man, if only you can get a dollar for each one of those. Dudes. Honey. <laughs> Come on, man. I'll, t- I'll take 50 cents. <laughs> so, I mean, somebody said that to me. I said, are you kidding me? Wow. So you need some money. I'm like, right. (laughs) Yeah. That's an understatement. Yeah. Cause some people don't know. Some people say that's Philip Ingram. Others say, no, it's people Bryson. It's like, you know, wow. 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 So you didn't Mm. know I did that one either. Did you? I did not. Okay. Sorry. I did not. Like I said, I I didn't know the Bam Bam and Pebbles were like parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the baby's name is, but it was, I was glad (laughs) they called me to sing to him. (laughs) Sing his little lullaby. That's beautiful. That's a great song. And we should do that song. We should. Uh, yeah, with the, yeah. With the yeah. video on the back. There it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great. See, see, look, all ideas come just like that. You know, yeah, just but just having, like that. having it sync. Yep. Yeah. That'd be nice. Great. Great. Anyway. Well, listen, thank you, brother. <laughs> thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm honored to be your first guest. Thank and you. Thank you. And like I said, it was just a natural. Best with the show, especially now thank because you. time period is, you know, we may be in this situation for quite some time. So I think it'd be a nice, nice thing to. You know, Thank you. Thank you. And, I appreciate and I can it. Help, I can help you out with guests. I know, I know some few folks. I know you do. I know you do. And yes, please, please help me out. So, <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much. As, as usual, like I said, if, 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 if it's not this, this is what we do anyway, you know, yep, <laughs> so exactly. we'll just sit around and just talk for hours and hours and hours <laughs> and all that stuff. And I learn a lot too. You know, I learned a lot here. The stuff I thought I knew, I thought I knew, didn't know. So, and I thought you did too. We've been together yeah. since, you know, knee high for forty, 40 years and counting. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, thank you again, Philip. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for being on the playground where the players play. There you go. <laughs>